0: Welcome back to the Airdyle Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Lucas Hsu. Today we are back on the podcast, and this time we're talking about the NFL playoffs as it is Walker Weekend currently. We're going to on Saturday morning. Walker Weekend currently, we got multiple games going on three games today, three games tomorrow, and then we have uh, awards on this podcast as well. There's been some awards announced already, like Offensive Rookie of the Year, I uh, think other ones, but. I'm going to list all my uh, awards first before the wildcard preview. We're going to dive right into it for the awards through Offense Rookie of the Year. It was between two players for me. Well, before he got hurt, it was three, kind of. Joe Burrow was like the third, but it was between two players Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. Now, coming into the season, I was not a fan of either of these players coming into the draft. I was not a fan of Herbert, I was not a fan of Jefferson. I Jefferson was a second round pick at best. And I thought Herbert was a was a very toolsy prospect, but nothing great. And I could have not have been more wrong. I mean, these guys were incredible this year. Justin Jefferson was an incredible wide receiver. He nearly replaced Defon Diggs, which is something unheard of for a rookie receiver. And Justin Herbert lit the league on fire and showed an incredible arm and incredible deep balls. I mean he has some consistency at times, especially like underneath and just simple stuff, but he has, for his future, he has a massive potential. He can just rip balls down the field, like nobody's business. Ultimately, I went with Justin Jefferson. Like I said, the guy was something special. I did not see this coming. He he played a slot a lot at LSU, which was the main reason why I was worried about him, because I'd never seen him play outside, so I wasn't sure. But a year ago, me and my buddy Paul talked about this on my podcast, this one, and we were saying how... If you don't see a player do it, you can't. You're not sure if he can do it. Doesn't mean he can't do it. He can still do it, but you're just, he's just a question mark essentially. Like, can he do it? Can he not do it? We were talking about with Justin Herbert with that, and that applies to Jefferson from in my case at least because I wasn't sure if he would be pressed, and I was very wrong. He can separate at the best of them. He can get open at will. He can catch anything you throw at him. I mean, one of the best things about him last year at LSU, or yeah, two years ago at LSU. Well, his ability to just catch everything. And the fact that you can separate, too. I mean, guys are a freak of nature. Freak of nature. You can separate it well. You can catch anything. He's an incredible receiver. He, he replaced Stephon Diggs. Somehow the Vikings made out of that deal pretty okay after trading away one of the best receivers in the NFL who had an incredible year at that. I mean, just an incredible year by Jefferson. Incredible year. Absolutely deserves offense record year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I went with Chase Young. I think a lot of people expected that. There were some other guys who kind of popped up along the way this year, but nobody as consistent as Chase Young. He, he was a guaranteed top-end pick in the draft, and he proved that he deserved it. Freak of nature in the defensive line for Washington. Just constantly getting pressure on QBs. Not maybe not as good of a season as Nick Bosa. He's right there, though. Right there with Nick Bosa as, a, as an edge rusher. Both are dominant guys, dominant off the edge, dominant in the pass rushing game, and I think he has an incredible future ahead of him. He has the potential to be one of the best players in the NFL, far to none. Just an absolute freak of nature. Comeback player of the year, I mean, there really is nobody else who deserves this award. I do people saying Big Ben deserved it because he came back off an of injury and came back and looked good. I'm like, okay, whatever. But nobody deserves it besides Alex Smith. The man broke his leg in a horrible injury. Horrifying. He was done. He had to get almost had to get it amputated. He almost lost his leg. I think he people said he almost died because of some horrible infection. But he fought back somehow, got onto an, the fact that he fought back and got onto an NFL field still isn't baffling. That should be like a career ending injury. That should be like you're done. You're done for your career and you maybe you can't even walk. It was just that big of a freak injury. But somehow, some way, by the grace of whatever, he managed to step onto an NFL field again and start. It's not like it was like a pity thing where he just needed the ball. He actually managed to start an NFL field and not look terrible. I mean, when, the first, when he first got hit by Aaron Donald in that first game he came back, everybody was like, just clenched, like, waiting, like, is he going to die? And he took the hit, he got up, and he kept playing. And just seeing it, it was just like an incredible story. And normally I don't go with the story, but he absolutely deserves this. He absolutely deserves the comeback play of the year award. There's nobody who deserves it more than him. You just rename it to Alex Smith, a uh, comeback play of the year award, honestly. To come back from that freaking an injury and just de- destroying your leg, having a horrible infection, and being able to walk again and put yourself on NFL field, take NFL hits and throw the ball and look decent actually is insane. Alex Smith by far this is more than anybody else coach of the year this one was a bit of a tough one for me so if anybody has anything different I'm not probably probably not gonna be mad about it unless it's somebody crazy but I've thought about like uh Kevin Stefanski the Browns I thought about uh Matt LaFleur the Packers I thought about Kyle Shanahan the 49ers making that team viable still I thought about so many different uh coaches and ultimately sean mcdermott with the bills this offense and his team is something special i mean if you could just give this award to the buffalo bills coaching staff honestly they've done a great job sean mcdermott did a great job uh brian Dable, uh he just turned josh allen to a great qb not overnight but he turned into a great qb with the system put in there a lot more spread a lot more movement on the ball and just turned this offense into a powerhouse a powerhouse. You haven't heard that in Buffalo since Jim Kelly. That's just a rare thing to see in Buffalo. You've never seen that from forever in Buffalo. And Brian Dabble and Sean McDermott, they just turned this team into a great team. Not great team, they didn't turn it into a great team, but they put them over the edge. They put them into a new stratosphere. Again, I would be okay with Kevin Stefanski. He had turned that Browns team into a playoff team after it looked like everything was lost to that team. I'd be absolutely okay with that. I'd be okay with uh Kyle Shanahan as he kept that team afloat somehow, even though there's a mess everywhere. I'd be okay with Matt Lafleur. He turned uh the Packers again he didn't turn it into but he pushed them over the edge into holy crap, offensive nearly unstoppable territory. Obviously Aaron Rodgers was there and slung the ball around like nobody's business and probably is more the ugh. he's one of the best QBs in NFL history. So that helps as well. And Nathaniel Hack was a great offensive coordinator with the Packers as well, but I'm going with Sean McDermott. Again, if you have anybody else relatively, I'd probably be okay with it because there's so many possible candidates this year and nobody who stuck out to make Mike Tomlin he did a great job with the Steelers team. They're not as good as everybody thinks they were before they were undefeated and I thought that but still doing a great job with that Steelers team just helping Big Ben out and turning that offense into a different kind of offense. Where it's just instead of deep balls with big Ben, it's like shorter passes and letting the receivers do a lot of the work. So again, whoever you have, you could go with the uh, the Miami head coach. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Good um, gracious, I can't think of his name right now. We could go with him. He turned that team into an actual near playoff team. Uh, Brian Flores, I know Brian, Brian Flores. You could turn oh, talking uh, go with him. He can turn the team into a near playoff team. They lost their last game of the season to the Buffalo Bills. And they did make the playoffs. But that team was great. Really good. And they have a different question going on there now. With, what do they do with Tua? They have a really high pick in the track. with the Texans? Do they go QB? What do they do? Do they trade back? Do they take somebody? Whatever. But he did a great job this year, I think, with them. Great job. But Sean McDermott, I think, did the best out of all these guys. Again, whoever you have are probably gonna be okay with it. It's such a weird, weird award to give out. But Sean McDermott coach of the year defensive play of the year it was between two players which is rare because one of them is an incredible player tj watt he had a spectacular year spectacular dude was an absolute monster he, he looked like not, he didn't look like jj this is don't you know, play the same but he looked like jj Watt in terms of skill in terms of just dominating everybody in their path and just being a force every single game he showed flashes of it last season when in 2019 when he just absolutely dominated, dominated with the Steelers. And it was a, an incredible season by TJ. Incredible season. And then this year, I think he even have a, a better season somehow. He had a little bit less snaps, so that's why his numbers are a little bit lower. But dude was a freak of nature. Freak of nature. He stepped up his game in the run defense, still was an incredible pass rusher, and just was a great player overall. There's no doubt about that in my mind. The only problem with that is... Aaron Donald exists in our universe. and Aaron Donald is... Far to none... The best defensive... Inter- the best interior defensive player ever, probably. I mean, the, the dude never has a bad game. I can't think of a bad game he had this year. And I know uh, they had that... <laughs> uh, I can't think of what it was, that ESPN they came out saying oh, Aaron Rowland's not a good player or not good run defender. I'm like, guys, come on. What are we talking about here? He's an incredible run defender. He's a monster. Maybe he's never a perfect all the time, but he's good all the time at bare minimum. Plus, he's thrown the fact that he's an incredible pass rusher. He's consistently, not just one of the best pass rushers in for the interior linemen, just one of the pass rushers, best pass rushers in general. Good luck stopping him. I don't know who can. You need a double team I mean, Even then, that doesn't work. He gets double team probably the most of any defensive player right now. And yet, he still finds a way to get 80 plus pressures a season. I mean, there's only been like one or two seasons. His rookie year, he didn't do it. But then, every other season besides that, he got like 80, press, 80 pressures or more. He had two seasons with over 100. It's just insanity interior lineman with two with two seasons of over 100 pressures like good lord what do you do to stop that guy i mean he trains with knives in the offseason that video of him was insane i just feel bad for every defensive player right now because they have to deal with the fact that aaron donald is going to be around for a bit longer. he's like 29 right now only and he is hasn't really shown any signs of slowing down in the slightest so I really don't know what you do I mean T.J. Watt incredible season incredible season but far to none Khalil Mack great season Jair Alexander great season should have been all pro I mean there's so many guys on this on defense who are great this year Xavier Howard great year the problem is Aaron Donald exists in our universe Absolutely deserves it. Offensive Player of the Year. Gotta go to Devontae Adams. And there's a competition there, of course, being that uh, Stefan Diggs exists and there's a bunch of players who are really, 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 really good and who could absolutely deserve this award. Travis Kelsey's is a freak of nature this year. But, you know, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. Bunch of guys out here who are really, 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 really good. DeAndre Hopkins is really good this year, too, but... I gotta go with Devonte Adams. I gotta go with Devonte. He was, he was something special. He missed two games, yet he still managed to put up eighteen touchdowns and over thirteen hundred yards. It was something incredible for him. It was. I really don't know how to explain. It's probably the best receiver season a Packers ever had in history. One best receiving seasons, best receiving seasons in general. He was just a freak of nature and a monster. There's no other way to put it. And don't get up with the fact that, that that relationship between him and Rodgers, they didn't get to work on it in the off season. They had a whole offseason where they couldn't talk to each other. They can not like, talk to each other, obviously. They couldn't work with each other. They couldn't work out. They couldn't do anything to build up chemistry, get ready for this new offense that the Fleurs wanted to get in there for the second year and like, really put, it, put his offense in there. They couldn't do any of that. And then this is they get to go on the field and they just dominate. That's as simple as it was. He's such a good receiver, and the gravity he has out there when he's playing is insane. There's one play where he came across a kind of deep in route, or no, the post route, and everybody got sucked into where he was going. The safety dropped down, the deep safety dropped down like washing the whole way, and everybody's watching Devontae, and meanwhile, Jake, not Jake uh, Bob Tanyan just goes down the field wide open down the sideline and just catches the ball. Because everybody's so focused on Devontae. He is just that good of a player. Just that good. Devontae Adams Offensive Player of the Year. Not doubt in my mind about that one. Again, other great players. Stefan Diggs had a great year. Chris Kelsey had a great year. But nobody more deserving than Devontae in my opinion. Next up, for the Q... Uh, well, MVP. Basically, the QB award. Uh, There was a couple guys this season who were really good. I think every, a lot of guys this season had a really nice stretch of where it was like, wow, could this guy beat MVP? Like, Russell Wilson had that where he was like just dominating, slinging the ball around the field, couldn't be stopped. Josh Allen had that where he sling the ball around the field early early in the season, then he kind of slowed down a little bit and he kind of came back up. But again, really good season, both those guys. Mahomes was there for a long time this year. He just never failed, never did bad. Always looked really good. But the one guy who really never faded away from that, wow, he's really good this year, is was Aaron Rodgers. He was, especially in the beginning of the year, and just in general, he was just far and away dominant. I mean, the first game of the season, he just swung the ball around the field and absolutely torched Minnesota. Absolutely torched them. Came out and dominated Detroit. Came out and dominated New Orleans. Torched Atlanta. Did not look good against Tampa Bay. Did not look good. Like, that's 100% accurate. Did not look good against Tampa Bay. Looked good against Houston. Looked good against Minnesota. Dominated San Francisco. Looked good against Jacksonville. Looked good against Indy. Looked good against Chicago. Rule we were all in Philadelphia. Just dominated Philadelphia. Looked really good against Detroit. Looked okay against Carolina. That probably was the second worst game of the season. Looked good against Tennessee and Chicago. He was a monster. No other way to put it. He was one of the best players in the NFL. He probably was the best player in the NFL this season. He was just far and away so Dominant so 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 dominant 48 touchdowns on five picks the most touchdowns the second most touchdowns he's ever thrown in the season outside of 2016 and five interceptions it's the second least i think he's thrown all his whole career outside of like the years that he didn't play like, so, like his early years the man just on a mission he looked incredible all year and dominated everybody he faced it was an incredible year by Aaron Rodgers. There's other guys you could consider, I guess, like Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Brady. Brady looked actually surprisingly good in this Tubby Bay Buccaneers offense. But Rodgers was just on another level. He's on another level. It's all there is to it. Looking into the wildcard matchups, we got Colts versus the Bills. of the first game on Saturday, is that noon game. Colts really had a nice season this year I think they had a really nice season obviously they were on the outside looking in with uh the playoffs they needed somebody to lose uh to make playoffs and they needed to win luckily for them the uh, Miami Dolphins played the Buffalo Bills and things went downhill quick for them they lost to the bu- loss of the Bills and Indy snuck in here and now they're playing the Bills you need to think, had a really nice season, kind of. I mean, they have an okay offense. They got nice players. You got Jonathan Taylor. Quentin Nelson's obviously really good. Phil Gerdes has been okay at times. But I really don't know if they're that good kind of a team yet. They have a nice defense. I think defense will keep, probably keep them in the game. They can force to make, Josh Allen make some couple mistakes. That's can be their Stephen grace. But outside of that, I think they're just a good team not a great team i think they're, they're a wildcard team i think that's what they are i think they are where they are as a wildcard team bills on the other hand i think are a team that is more than a wildcard team without a doubt in my mind jerry hughes is a great player in defense for them jordan Poyer, davis Way, great in secondary and then obviously you have a powerhouse offense Something that has been said in Buffalo for a long time. Josh Allen, absolute monster. Torched the NFL this year, slung the ball on the field, and by far was one of the best players in the NFL. MVP contention, for sure, with Josh Allen. For sure. Deserves it more than him. Deserves to be in that uh, room. Deserves, doesn't deserve the reward. Deserves to be in the room. And you, then you got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, incredible receiver. Again, in contention for Offensive Player of the Year award. I don't think he deserves it, but he deserves to be in contention because he was that phenomenal. Then you have Cole Beasley. Again, an incredible season by Cole Beasley. An incredible solid receiver. Maybe the best slot receiver in the NFL right now. Incredible season by him. Then you get actual decent offensive line play from them. Deion Dawkins and Darryl Williams were actually good for the Bills. The Bills built up this offensive line really nicely, and they gave Josh Allen a good offensive line. Not great. I wouldn't say they're like... I wouldn't say they have five and Kroboff's line, but they have good offensive linemen. Thought diamond in mind. This is a really good team and a team that potentially could make the AFC, uh, championship game. I'm going with Buffalo here over Indianapolis. Next up, we got the Rams versus the Seahawks. Um, this game's gonna be an interesting one because... I look at it on paper and I love this Rams defense. I absolutely love it. They have so many players in here who can just wreak havoc on anybody. I mean Aaron Donald, obviously. But outside of the outside of the obvious one, Aaron Donald, uh Jalen Ramsey, absolutely phenomenal. And the next day on the other side of him, Darius Williams. Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey maybe. Maybe not the best, but like top three cornerback duo in the NFL right now. Darius Williams had an incredible season. Jim Ramsey's obviously Jan Ramsey, so there's obvious reasons for that. And then they got John Johnson back in the the backfield, the the secondary. That is a tough defense to throw on. Their starting secondary is literally Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, and John Johnson. Taylor Rebs pretty dang good too when when he got in there, but that secondary is just great just <laughs> legit great I mean they have so many players out there who can just make stuff happen in the secondary plus Troy Hill's a great backup cornerback so you get Darius Williams Gene Inzzi, and Troy Hill in the corner and you have John Johnson at safety I mean good luck good luck throwing on this team plus the fact you've got to get the ball out of there fairly quickly because you get got Aaron Donald coming down on you down on you and then you got Leonard Floyd off the edge It is not a. This is a tough defense, a tough defense. I really don't know how you a good play hand, and they don't allow any big plays. Zero big plays. They do such a good job in not allowing big plays. It's an incredible team. Incredible. The one problem I see here, though, is that as much as people like to rip on Jared Goff. John Wolford is in the game for them John Wolford had a good game last week I think he actually did look decent they had a throw they had a put they had to actually make a competitive game with him or try to make a competitive game plan with him because they weren't sure if he's going to start or not I'm pretty sure John Wolford's starting in this game I'm going to double check myself but he had a good game last week again I don't know if he can continue that heading into the playoffs but it's gonna be a really intense look at it. Yeah, according to Rappaport, John Wolford took the majority of snaps this week and is prepared to start versus the Seahawks. It appears that most of them went Wolford. They're gonna take the uh uh it's going to be a game time decision. I'm assuming it's be Wolford because he took did the majority of the uh, first team snaps. I think Drew has a broken thumb. that's why he's out. But it's gonna be interesting because if this defense does bend from LA against the Seahawks offense who has the likes of Tyler Lockett, uh DK Metcalf, and Russell Wilson, even more they have more There's actually decent two on that team, but they need somebody who can keep them in the game offensively, and I don't know if Chung can do it, but it's gonna be sure interesting. I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with the Rams. I think their defense can hold Seahawks to something lower in scoring. I think Wolf can actually be a decent player for them. Rams or the Seahawks. Buccaneers versus Washington. Obviously, Tom Brady is one of the best QBs of all time. and He actually did not look bad in the Buccaneers offense. Obviously, his team had not the best games at times. But team overall i think is really good on paper tom brady looked good in this offense uh ali a really nice offensive lineman tristan worth is good this year oj howard looked good when <laughs> he was alive and around but uh, the one thing that sucks to this team is mike evans is done for the season they're having a great year he got hurt the, i think near the end of the game there but he's done for the season i'm pretty sure it's gonna be Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown out there for the receiver, Antonio Brown who hasn't who's only played eight games with the Buccaneers team and not a lot of snaps. It's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be really it's gonna be a tougher game than people give credit for, I think. Cause obviously the NFC East was terrible this season. Just absolutely garbage. But I really don't think this Washington team is all that terrible. Yeah, obviously, they, they limped into the playoffs and got lucky because of that uh, uh, Giants Eagles game where the Eagles supposedly uh, just basically tanked. But uh, this team isn't bad. I really don't think they're that bad, especially in the defense. Especially on defense. They got a lot of nice players. They got Chase Young out here. They got Jonathan Allen, who's a really good interior of lineman. Montez Sweat is looking nice. Ronald Darby is looking nice. I mean, there's some guys out here who are okay. Darren Payne. DeRon Payne. It's, you know, Darren. Deron Payne is nice. I mean, Cameron Curl and his others nice. It's a bunch of just nice players. Like, Kenneth Fuller. Nice. I mean, Chase Young is actually the best of all of them, but... It was... It's a it's a really nice team. it's a really good team. A really good team, especially in defense. It's a really good defensive team. The only thing that works for me is their offense. But I think I think they can at least challenge Tampa Bay. I mean they got a decent offensive line. Morgan Mullis is pretty dang good. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, really good. Taylor Heineke, when he was out there, he was actually looked decent. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this game. But I think Washington will make it competitive. They will absolutely make it competitive. Titans versus Ravens. We are looking at a high-powered offensive game here. I mean, this game is going to be scoring, scoring, and more scoring. There's no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a high-scoring game. The Titans obviously come out here with Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown numerous weapons Corey Davis uh you name it and they have it this is just an offensive team and they're gonna be throwing the ball Derrick Henry AJ Brown Corey Davis a decent offensive line it's gonna be really interesting what this offense can do because they are just so dominant and they always find a way just to score on you almost always there's a couple of games there where they just sputter for some reason but they have weapons and weapons go lower and then on the other side of the ball, with the Ravens, or of the field, the Ravens they have a principal Also, they just do it in a different way than Tennessee does it. They do it in a way that is a little more hard to read because they have Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews, not Mark Andrews, because they have Mark Andrews honestly, but Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. They have a bunch of guys who they come out with Gus Edwards, uh, Lamar, and Dobbins all on the field at the same time. And it makes the linebacking job for any team and the differential line job for any team near impossible. Because you have no idea who's going to get the ball and where they're going to run. I mean, all those guys are great runners and all of them are near impossible to stop. And I've, I've seen so many plays where it's just the linebacker just had to basically guess and when they guess wrong, it gets ugly. It's just a really hard defense to stop mainly in the running game because they have so many weapons and you have no idea what they're going to do with them and they use them so creatively it's just a really well coached offense in this game if you're a, bet- a betting man and you been props or bet the over under you gotta bet the over on this game without a doubt i don't care what it is this game's gonna go over you have a terrible defense in titans and not a good defense uh, i'd say an okay defense in baltimore and then you got two power offenses especially in the titans and this defense is not going to hold up against Baltimore. We're going to see a lot of points scored. And it's going to be pretty dang high scoring. I'm going to go with Tennessee in this game. Tennessee. This is the new game for Sunday, by the way. This game is the new game for Sunday. I'm going to go with Tennessee over Baltimore. But, again, I wouldn't be shocked if I was wrong on that one. Bears versus the Saints. I really think the Bears are the worst team in the playoffs this year. I really don't think they have any business being in the playoffs. They really aren't that good of a team. They just are bad. And they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. In year five, They finished 5-5, which is good for them, I guess. But I really don't think they're any good. I think you could put them up, like, even below Washington. They're just not a good team. And I think New Orleans will just... Dominate them like they should there's really no reason why New one should not win this game handily and i'd be surprised if it was a close game last matchup of the waka weekend we got browns with the steelers matchup with the asc north i want to go browns here i want to i believe in them i think they have a really good offense baker may feel the thing turned a corner a little bit i think he's a better qb now than he was last year for sure he's been on fire like down the season, late in the stretch, on the season, and I really just want to believe in this team so bad. Like Baker was not good last season, I don't think. He took a step back from his uh, rookie year, but especially down the stretch, he's looked a lot better. He looked good against the uh, Tennessee, good against the Giants, good against Pittsburgh in the last game of the season. Granted, Pittsburgh was not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, but still. I think this, team, this Brown team is good. There's no one getting anyone around it. They got Nick Chubb, Joe Batonio, uh, Jack Conklin, JC Treader, Wyatt Teller, all these guys are just freaks of nature on the offensive line. They're just dominant guys. Dominant. And man, I want to pick them, but again, it's so hard to pick them because the Steelers team is really good too. I think Steelers have a great defense, dominant defense, with so many different players. TJ Watson great. Uh, Minka is good. Cameron Hayward really good. It's hard to pick. It's hard to say in this team, but I'm going to go with the. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think the COVID issues that they're having right now are probably going to affect them a little bit at least. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns fan should pull this game off and win the game. Just going to recap everything I've talked about. The awards, Offense Rookie of the Year award, Justin Jefferson. Defense Rookie of the Year award, Chase Young. comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Coach of the Year, Sean McDermott. Offensive Player of the Year, Devontae Adams. Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. The MVP, Aaron Rodgers. The wildcard matchups I have, the Bills over the Colts in Buffalo. The Rams over the Seahawks in Seattle. The Buccaneers over Washington in Washington. The Titans over the Ravens in Tennessee. The Saints over the Bears in Tennessee. New Orleans, and the Steelers over the Browns in a really close game, I think, over in Pittsburgh. Steelers over the Browns in Pittsburgh. That's all for the podcast today, guys. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, uh, share the podcast, do all that good stuff. Thanks, guys. See you later.